don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we're about to get started. Never miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM. Phone line traffic is coming up after 7, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to get a lot of comments around people and whether or not they would own a gun, which um, is partly what we discuss in this morning as we look at what's been making the news, really. So many violent crimes at the hands of guns, really. One would say that South Africa is a very violent place, even without having to look at the stats. So um, is it because getting a gun in South Africa is easy? whether it's legally or illegally, how accessible are guns in the country? And are the laws good enough to ensure that guns land in the right hands, whatever the right hands are, by the way, and um, also the the illegal gun market? Is it contributing in a massive way towards all the violence we see? Joining us on the line is Damien Enslin, who is the chairperson of the SA Gun Owners Association and a a practicing attorney that basically specializes in firearm laws. Good morning, Damien, and thank you for your time. Good morning to you and good morning to your listeners. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Right, let's shoot straight into it. What process does one need to follow to own a gun? All right, so the lawful legal process is quite a lengthy process and involved process. So you can't just walk into a gun shop today and walk out with a firearm. That doesn't happen in South Africa. So if you've decided to to own a firearm, there's in essence three steps. You go to an accredited training provider, so a company that's registered and accredited to give firearm training. Mm-hmm. And you buy at least two books, there are two manuals. Mm-hmm. One is about the Knowledge of Firearms Control Act, and the other is the more practical elements of owning a firearm, cleaning, sight alignment, sight picture, etc. Mm-hmm. You write uh, open book exams, and you write closed book exams, and once you pass those exams in a practical shoot, then you apply for, at the police for a SAT competency. Mm-hmm. And that involves a background check and criminal records check, and if you're married, they'll interview your spouse, uh, your neighbors, etc., and that process of that SAPS competency is probably at least about three to four months currently at the moment. Hmm. Once you receive that SAPS competency, then you can apply for a firearm license. But it must be fully motivated. You can't just say, I need a gun for self-protection or sport mm. shooting. You have to fully motivate. You've got to explain to him what you do. Uh, maybe you, you work for a radio station. You, you wake up early in the morning and travel late at night. Accept mm. all those type of things. The neighborhood you live in, uh, crime statistics, articles about crime in your area. Etc. So it must be fully motivated, and if the police believe that you have a need for that firearm, you require that firearm, they will grant the license. So that process, mm. from from the day that you start the process to the day you receive the license, mm. is at least eight to twelve months currently, and sometimes even longer. Sure. So it's not an easy process for mm. a law-abiding citizen to obtain that firearm. Mm. Damien, thank you so much for answering that question. Uh, my name is Kutso here. Many tweets are coming through. Of course, we're also asking if our listeners would be interested in owning a gun, if they're capable yes. of owning a gun as well. Somebody just tweeted here saying, I would like to own a gun because I'm a single mom in my home, mm. so I'd like to feel like I can protect or defend myself should I need one. Yes. Um, and also many are mentioning that they wouldn't because either somebody was uh, shot dead by mm. a, somebody they love, so it's quite a sensitive one for them. Yes. But let's talk about most most of the guns that are in the black market where yes. uh, they are initially legal to own, how are they entering this illegal market and how can or how are gun owners, including the SAPS, being held accountable for this, Damien? All right, so the, the, unfortunately, there's not much research being done, uh, money being spent on finding out the sources of all the various firearms, illegal firearms. So mm. we're aware that there are still today 
from the, the armed struggle, many firearms out there, typically AK-47 types, mm. typically uh, ex-Russian type weapons. But there are a lot of firearms out there that uh, have been around since the armed struggle, and no one has ever cracked down on, on those. Then we have firearms coming across the border. You may recall just recently, Namibia was a source of illegal firearms, uh, a good few hundred, a good few thousand coming across and being sold in the Cape Flats. Hmm. Uh, there's one source. Mozambique is another source of hmm. lots of firearms coming into the country. Then, unfortunately, the, the police themselves, due to severe corruption at many, many levels, right at CFR, so right at the place where they issue the firearms, all oh, the way down word. to station level. Yeah. We've had Norwood Police Station recently, 150-odd firearms gone missing. Sure. That is from the SFPS 13 store. Mm. So those are firearms handed in for evidence in crimes oh, or uh, amnesties and that type of stuff gone sure. missing. There's been a number of those type of police stations as well. And we had a few years ago Colonel Prince, as you may recall, who sold anywhere from two and a half, three thousand to up to 10,000 is the estimate of firearms to the criminals. Sure. Mm. So the, the, the criminals... <laughs> The main criminals, if you look at the tavern attack recently, are using fully automatic weapons, which law-abiding uh, civilian-owning citizens cannot own. Mm. They're prohibited weapons. And those R4, R4s and R5s are coming from the, either police or SADF. The SADF is another organization, another government entity yeah. that has mm. never been held account for, for the, the, the loss of firearms and missing firearms. And then ammunition, the police can't account for 75% of about 10 million rounds of ammunition that have gone missing no over the last 10 years. Yeah. So there's a lot of issues with yeah. with um, the actual government parastatals failing to account, yeah. failing to have accountability mm. um, for loss of firearms and the sure. huge corruption that must be rooted out there. And those are the main causes of the main firearms, uh, the fully automatic weapons that are used in cash and transit, yeah. um, and the fully automatic weapons used just recently uh, in the tavern attack. Yeah, that's quite intense, Damien. And uh, I suppose mm. um, we'll, we'll leave it to our listeners at this point to also give us a sense of how they feel about um, everything, yes. including this conversation we've had. But thank you so much for making time to speak to us. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Damien Enslin, yeah. chairperson of the SA Gun Owners Association, and uh, very well versed on uh, firearm law mm. as well. So with the conversation you've heard and the question we've asked around whether or not you would own a firearm, do you still have the same response? Do you want to change your thought? Or what is your thought, actually? 071-585-6157. Don't, don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we about to get started. Never miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM.